welcome to the Authors Lighthouse podcast, helping writers and emerging authors navigate the choppy waters of publishing. I'm your host, Karen Schober, indie author and author consultant. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today, we're going to jump right in and talk about character building. When writing a story, we build characters. They are puppets to do our bidding to tell the story. But how do you build a character when you don't exactly know who they need to be or who they are? How do you keep from letting them become predictable and stereotypical? There is no one correct answer for this, but when I build characters, they usually hang out with me in my mind for a long while before and while I write. Sometimes they form up quickly, but others are slower to show who they are. Yes, it sounds like I'm talking about real people, but they need to be in a way. If a character seems like they're two-dimensional, then the reader doesn't become invested in them, and the story, and even the author, may lose interest, sending sending the file to the folder of unfinished books. There are many processes on how authors create their characters and tons of spreadsheets and forms detailing their strengths, flaws, and fears. That usually doesn't work well for me too much in the beginning, but I do like to use them once I've gotten to know my characters, and it's handy if you're creating a book series Bible, if one is needed. What works for me is I sit before I even begin typing and I think about my main character or main characters. Sometimes I talk out loud to work things through, usually in the safety and solitude of my car. I ask myself questions about the character, especially knowing the basic plot of the story and how I want them to react and what about themselves would get in the way of their happily ever after. It's then I jot down some notes so I don't forget. When I have the framework of the characters, I write. I usually know their basic looks. Gender, hair color, and build are already in my mind because of how I work things out about their character. Often, I don't worry about names as much in the beginning of the writing process. That will come to me when the time is right. And I don't worry about the names before the first word of the first chapter. If I do not have the name, I'll use several X's or Y's as a placeholder. I know that there are no words with three or four X's in the English language, or at least in the words I use. So it is easy to make sure I can fill in the names once they come to me with a simple find and replace option in Word. For names, yes, I keep a list of names to use that I find along the way but I have never used any of those names for the main characters. It's really handy when looking for secondary characters' names, especially since I personally have a bad habit of using Peter for any secondary male character. But for the main characters, I have found baby naming websites and and the census websites as excellent resources. I can search for names that were popular for babies born during a certain range of years or if I want someone's name to reflect part of their personality. I have a few options and try them out on the character. 
remember also you are going to type their name many many times over the writing process so make sure you can spell it or you know which spelling you're going to use somewhere around chapter three is when I take a little time to update the notes on the characters. The main characters could be a page or two and lesser characters might only be a paragraph or a few sentences. This is helpful for not only keeping the spelling of their names consistent, but to make sure there aren't two Peters in the book. Programs like Scrivener actually have an area in the file to put this information, but I find a notebook or a Word document works best for me. Why do I wait until chapter three to do this? Because it can take a long time to get to know these guys and figure out what makes them tick. To me, it is like meeting a new person. It takes time to get to know someone in the real world. Why would this also not be the case in the worlds I create? So quirks. Normally, I don't intentionally craft personal quirks for my characters. They emerge as I get to know them, and we work through them together in the story. The only exception is if the quirk is central to the primary plot in the story. An example is my character Bobby from my Fire and Ice series. She's a tough hockey player, and she needs to be. But getting past her personal defenses is hard because of her trust issues with people outside her inner circle. Being a hockey player means they are tough physically, but to be a woman in professional sports means she also needs to be careful about who she trusts to get past her lines of defense. On the other side, adding that Bobby refuses to upgrade her car from the beat-up Jeep from college when she, makes it, when she starts making professional sports money is something that came up along the way. Sure, she had the Jeep in Chapter 1, but it wasn't until much later in the story that she would keep it. In fact, that Jeep Wrangler will stay with her for at least the first four books in the series. Now keep in mind that this is my process. Authors need to craft characters that are three-dimensional and that we care about or at least are emotionally invested in. It's okay to not know everything about them on the first page and it should not keep you from sitting down to write at all. I have a work in progress where none of my characters have any names, intentionally. Let's just say that this has been an interesting writing challenge, but it doesn't mean that I haven't spent all the time to develop the characters in every other aspects, even if it is a short story. Take the time to get to know them. They are our children in a way. We create them, but they are also our puppets that we use to tell the story. The word of the week is word counts. Word counts can be the bane of the author's existence. Watching the word count increase can be a thrill or torture when that count stalls. Today, when I talk about word counts, we are going to reference how many words are needed for a novel or other works. Churning out the words is a topic for another day. So with books, the book police will not come after you if you call your book a novel and it doesn't have the mandatory word count. 
there is no mandatory word count for what is a novel. There are more of guidelines for what the books are and the count, word counts can change depending on the genre you're writing in. So a novel. I usually set a minimum word count for a novel at 50,000 words. This is mostly based on the guidelines of the National Novel Writing Month. It equates to about 200 to 225 pages once the book is formatted for the reader in a paperback book. Most fiction is more than 50,000 words. On a higher end, usually about 100,000 words is where most publishers are looking, except for epic fantasy and adventure where the word count can top out at upwards of 120,000 words. That doesn't mean you have to stop there, but I really don't recommend it. It gets really, really long, and you do have to keep in mind publishing costs and keeping the reader's attention. It might be better to split a book that is over to 120,000 words into two separate books. If the word count is less than 50,000 words or higher than 10,000 words, it could be a novella or a mid-grade fiction book. Short stories are usually between 1,500 and 5,000 words. Flash, flash fiction is 500 to 1,000, and microfiction is 5 to 350 words. For nonfiction, depending on the intent of the book, we are looking at the range of 40 to 110,000 words. And that is the basics of word counts for novels and other books. In news, some amazing news came out recently concerning Amazon and their ebook policies. Currently, Amazon allows readers to return ebooks within their normal return window for products. While this is great for the dress that I needed to return because it was the wrong size, it is a big problem for authors. When an ebook is returned to Amazon, the author is charged back for the royalties they earned on that sale. The problem is that there are people out there that will unethically either read the book and then return it or save the ebook file and still put in for the return. Turning Amazon and not Amazon Unlimited into basically a lending library. This hurts the author because these readers are basically stealing the book and the author is not earning their due royalties. There are some instances where authors have had to pay Amazon back for the royalties because of the level of returns. The Authors Guild has been after Amazon to change their policies for several months, and it looks like it worked. As of the first of the year, 2023, Amazon will allow ebook returns only within seven days of purchase and as long as less than 10% of the book is read. If it doesn't meet those qualifications, there is a way to return it, but it is a much more lengthy process. So sure, we've gotten, we've all gotten books that were duds, but it's the, con and it is the consumer's right to return goods that do not meet the standards. But those who take advantage of the current return policy will be cut down. 
This is really, really big. Amazon actually listened to an organization and made adjustments to their policies so the number of returns should decrease and authors will retain their earned royalties. This is really big and I'm very excited about this. So now for my personal update. Well, it's been a very interesting couple of weeks. I was set to get the show out weeks ago and then I got sick. Yep, I got the COVID and it kicked my butt much, much longer than I would like to admit. I am fine now and healthy and I am grateful for being able to recuperate at home. But it was really annoying not to get anything done, including this show. Plus, I didn't even have a voice uh, that was good enough to speak until just this week. So because of this, I'm behind where I would like to be in all my projects for both publishing and school, but I will get back there. One thing I learned was to give myself grace. I didn't push myself to work when I needed to take the time to get better. I let my body and my mind rest. Sure, catching up on She-Hulk was a good way to pass the time, but for the first time, I didn't chastise myself for not getting work done when I laid in bed sick. Granting myself with that grace helped keep me mentally healthy and allowed myself to rest. Besides, how good would any of that work have been if I tried to do it while I was sick? I would have had to redo it anyway. I'm learning to be nicer to myself, and that was a great lesson that I learned through the experience. I want to thank everyone for listening this week. I hope you have a fantastic week. We will be back next week with more interesting topics about publishing and writing, and I hope you all have a fantastic week. Stay healthy. This was the Author's Lighthouse, a Fireball Studio production. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Authors Lighthouse. And if you like the show, leave us, leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform. It really helps get the show discovered. And also don't forget to subscribe. If you have a topic you would like to suggest for a future episode, email it to karen at theauthorslighthouse.com. If you liked this episode and want to hear more, please support the show at patreon.com slash authors lighthouse. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash authors lighthouse. Every bit helps support the show. This was the Authors Lighthouse, a Fireball Studio production. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Authors Lighthouse and on Twitter at Authors LH. And if you like the show, subscribe and leave us five star review on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps get the show discovered. If you have a topic you would like to suggest for a future episode, email it to Karen at the Authors Lighthouse.com. That's K A R E N at the Authors Lighthouse.com. And if you really like this story and want to help more, please support the show at patreon.com 
slash Authors Lighthouse. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Authors Lighthouse. Every little bit helps support the show. And thank you.